everyone. Welcome to the 62nd episode of In The Between. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today we're going to talk about four things. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get that out of the way, we're going to talk about four things. Um, so I guess we've been trying to enjoy our time away from teaching in the past uh, week or so. I know Danny has been trying to enjoy her leave. Yes. Nice. Um, so we summer. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually gone to a couple of exhibitions together. Mm-hmm. And also I've given a talk and you've attended a talk. So those are the four things we're going to talk about. Okay. Enough with the generalization. <laughs> so the first exhibition that we went to is called Only Losers Left Alive. Love Songs for the End of the World, Part 1. Okay, so that sounds rather ominous. But anyway, this is an exhibition that is at your workshop at Gilman Barracks in Singapore. Um, and the reason we went was because we were curious about how our student Hamka's work would be contextualized in, in an exhibition like this. Yeah, and I mean, the title of the, of the exhibition is kind of a play on this film called Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which Tilda Swinton is in and I guess the the whole mood was I mean the premise of the show was uh, a show that is curated by a mood instead of a thesis or mm. a theory um, so the idea was to create uh, to kind of like reflect on this mood that we're in in the pandemic and um, and then there's a selection of different artists working in different mediums that were put in and yeah as uh, Nadia said Hamka was uh, is a fashion designer who Hamka Latif. Sorry, I should have introduced this for me. <laughs> uh, whose work was uh, included in it as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I mean, as soon as you enter the gallery space, the I mean, the the entrance of it was kind of like graffiti and uh, spray painted. It wasn't like a polished. Um, designed a uh, title that usually uh, in- introduces you to the white space of a gallery mm-hmm. and um, and then as soon as you step inside there's like this stickiness on your feet from the uh, gamma arabic and um, some ink that was painted over the the floor mm-hmm. so it was it was like entering a space and then kind of observing how that space made you feel, the music and the kind of work that was in it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we went to see Hamka's work. Um, Hamka's work, sorry, I'm like, I keep looking away from the screen just because I'm looking at the like little, I, I don't know, this is not really a catalog, but like um, the information sheet for the exhibition. So Hamka's work was called Mega Remix. It's from 2020. It's actually his graduate collection, you know? Um, and it's like this outfit that is made from velvet, nylon, satin blend, Swarovski crystals. And his aesthetics are, you know, with the cut and paste technique. So he's sort of trying to blend different kinds of, you know, um, styles and methods of working. So he describes them as Renaissance-esque garments. And he slashes them and he includes contemporary branding symbols and graffiti style. So it's very much to do with that feeling, right? That is the curatorial idea for this exhibition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really great to see his work in a new context because I think we spoke about his work before at another exhibition. Um, um, I can't remember what the exhibition's name is now, but it was at Raffles Hotel. Yes. And it was very interesting to see our students work in that context. Something else, 
that we discovered at this exhibition, which really delighted both of us, I think, was um, the work of Chalk Sixian. Yes. So Sixian's work is called um, Synapse. It's a new work and it's a mixed media installation of woven tubing. So what we found, or what I found really brave was that, you know, she, she's just wearing these flesh-colored undergarments and then she's wearing this raincoat, right, that kind of dissolves with the water. Yeah, it's um, made of that, um, that stabilizer material that you use for embroidery that mm. kind of helps you to um, get the embroidery on like soft fabrics and um, so that there's not lots of um, gathering. Yeah. And I meant to just wash it off so that it disappears. So it's kind of mm. like a helper. Uh, but she used the whole thing um, for the raincoat. Yes. And it's such a clever way to think about, well, she's sort of thinking about like traditional crafts like weaving and crocheting, but also Singapore's, uh, what she calls Singapore's hyperfixation on technology. Mm -hmm. um, it's an attempt to future proof, but she's showing how there are these points of vulnerability, right? I mean, what she's wearing is literally dissolving away. Um, so we have to rethink, you know, how effective this future proofing is. So I thought that was an amazing use of, I guess, the body dress in order to think about a wider issue. Um, yeah. So it's both aesthetically arresting and also conceptually exciting to us. So that to me was a very strong work in that exhibition. Yeah, I think it's, it's very obvious how your point of view as from wherever you come from is always the way that you look at everything. So for us from fashion perspective, even when we're looking at art, we're looking at it how how is this communicating ideas about the dialogue of fashion? And here with that raincoat that is made of a material that's dissolving, you could link it to things like climate change. You could change, you could, yeah, you can link it to tradition kind of washing away. You can link it to the body. You can link it to the idea of protection of, that is not really protective. Yeah. So it was really like it was a nice way to see these different um, objects together and to think about this. Definitely. And I think, you know, when you say that's how we approach what we look at, it's so true. Um, so in the past week, I was working on a presentation for a show called um, Eat Chong Fan Common Interest at this space called Art Agenda, mm -hmm. um, which is at Spottiswood Park Road on, uh, in Singapore right now. And I proposed to do this presentation to try to look at Ip Chong Fan, who is this Singapore pioneer photographer. I wanted to look at his work through the lens of fashion or through the lens of dress. I feel like sometimes I use the words interchangeably and sometimes I have a problem with that. So anyway, through the lens of dress, I guess. And what was really intriguing to me is that when I was reading up on Singapore photography in the 1960s, which is the period I wanted to focus on, the period when he was really very prolific with his output, um, I realized that the researchers who had written about photography from this era kind of completely ignores the body, which is mind-boggling to me. But I think it's just because, you know, the, the focus is more on like the composition or the geometric lines or the use of light or technical expertise. Um, so it got me really excited. I mean, not because like, wow, you know, someone screwed up or like left something out, but just sort of understanding how my input could be valuable to understanding the photographs more holistically. Mm -hmm. So 
um, I think, you know, this, this photographer would take these very nostalgic photographs. Well, it seems nostalgic to us now because we're looking back at it, but, you know, these photos of like, you know, women or men in these urban settings. So he started with the rural setting, then with the urban setting, because we had rapid industrialization in Singapore in the 60s. And to me, it was very interesting to understand the, the people's place in this changing landscape and how we can try to understand their gestures, what they're wearing, what the photographer might have been thinking when he composed the image that way with yeah. like a woman standing just so, or like, you know, the arm extended like that or the color of the clothing. So it was really fun for me to, to share this idea with the 15 people who came to attend the presentation. <laughs> 15 was like the maximum we could hold with like social distancing. Oh, yeah. um, and it was also really gratifying that people were like nodding along to what I was saying. And someone came up to the curator of the show later on, Vivian, to say, um, oh, now I'm going to go relook at some photographs I have at home and think about like how the body figures in this and so cool. how that can help me understand the photograph better. Um, and I think some of the questions. Um, well, I had only one question. It's like a typical shy Singapore audience. So I had one question um, from someone called Joanna Lee, who used to be a curator at Singapore Museum. And she asked me why I thought, you know, the body was kind of ignored mm. um, in, in these photographs. And I think maybe they aren't exactly ignored, but just that maybe there's so much to talk about in the photographs that that's never really the focal point. Mm. Um, and also this idea of like thinking about more the photographer's backgrounds and how they use the camera rather than thinking about, you know, the visual analysis of it. Yeah. I think maybe why it has been so. Um, but you, you were at a presentation at the same time and you were yeah. also thinking about that disconnect, right? Yeah, exactly. So I've been following the work of uh, Dr. Lo, who's a historian of Singapore. Um, and he was presenting this talk at the Sun Yat-sen Museum as part of a fashion exhibition that is currently there about modern women of the Republic. So it's talk, the, the exhibition itself is talking about the Chinese diaspora and women who came to Singapore either to work or as partners of their um, husbands um, after, during the Republic period um, in China. And so what the dress looked like and the changes in it and what, and what mod modernity looked like at that point in time. So uh, Dr. Lowe's talk, I was really excited to see because the, um, the title was Factory Workers, Modern Women. And uh, there were only like 20 spaces available and I had found out about it too late, but the, the curator Tanya Ni was very kind and she let me go anyway. And I was really, like, I really loved um, seeing the talk. I, there were, Dr. Lowe showed a lot of really amazing photographs both uh, post photographs by the companies, as well as more candid photographs that he, that he got um, during his oral history interviews with women who used to work in the factories in the 60s and 70s. But the thing is that um, the, the lens of fashion is not really um, his priority or something that, I mean, he readily, like he gave a disclaimer at the beginning, if you're here for fashion, that's not what I'm going to give you. Um, so he's looking at it more from the lens of like the economic developments and, and just basically his thesis was that modernity happens because of a lot of different players. And mm -hmm. so as a historian, he's looking at the, the government, of course, the policies, um, foreigners who come here to work or who come here as consultants and of course the people who are actually working in the factories 
Um, and to him, factory women were very, very, very interesting to look at because um, they, they showed a lot of things, like they showed how many women were not educated in the beginning, so they could only do um, work that did not require uh, prior uh, education. Um, and many of these women tried to juggle uh, work with family, of course. So sometimes they would do these graveyard shifts. Yeah. Um, and also the idea of like the kind of companies that were that came to Singapore and the kind of jobs that they had. So um, there was this German company called Raleigh that did lenses and many of the women would be employed there. And there was this fabulous photograph in the 60s where they are like all wearing like mini skirts and mini dresses. Um, in this company photograph. So yeah. there was a lot of fashion, but it wasn't the main uh, point of the, of the talk. So that's definitely a place to look at. It's so interesting you said Rolay because I mean, in the exhibition of Yip Chong Fan, we exhibited his Rolay Flex camera. Wow. <laughs> so, well, there you go, a, a connection there. But I mean, more importantly, I think the connection is really about how, I think there's so much exciting work that can be done when looking at things through the lens of fashion. So I think that's something that, you know, you and I are excited about, right? Just because we all come from different disciplines and, you know, the groundwork is laid already by others before us who have already looked at it from their angles. And now it's about how we can try to complicate what they know and what they've researched through the lens of fashion. So there you have it. I mean, uh, like a speeding through of three things. I think we wanted to say one more thing about another exhibition, but there's no time for it today. It was an exhibition at Hatch Art Project we'll cover it at another time. So thank you so much for listening in, for watching us. Until the next time, bye. Bye.